0: This might uh, stress you out a bit, this one, but you'll understand why (laughs) in a moment. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to this episode of the FC Podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor, and as is the custom, I get to chat with Shedden Taylor to talk about all things Celtic, and this year, we're looking at the team of the decade 2010 to 2020 for the Celtic Football Club. Shedden's team challenge is to select the best team. You can only select one player for each position. We're spending the whole year talking about it. Shedden, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Are you excited about today's player? Uh, yeah,
1: he's not the most exciting, but definitely the most deserving.
0: That's interesting. Who is the player that you've chosen? Scott Brown, Bruni. Scott Brown is just a legend. Can I tell you a little story about Scott Brown? Sure. Well, I was going to tell you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to Scotland and we were at Hibbs, and my son was training there with the academy side. I'm standing at the fields and who should walk up but Scott Brown with his kids because they're doing some indoor futsal at the Hibbs ground. And I'm just blown away. I'm thinking, my goodness, this legend. And I just started podcasting and I was taking my Podcast recording equipment out there and sort of picking up some ambient noise, hoping to be able to speak to somebody out there about football. And he comes up and he chats to me for about 20 minutes. I was so captivated by the fact it was Scott Brown. All I remember me saying to him was that I've never been in Scotland where Celtics lost a football game. And he said, That's great because we're playing in two days and I'm hoping we'll win. And they did go and end up winning. I went and watched them, they were playing Motherwell who should score the goal to win the game in the last five minutes, but Scott Brown. It was so exciting at Celtic Park. But Shedden, do you know what the tragic part of the story is? What's that? It's the fact that I had all this recording equipment and I didn't record one little bit. He was so happy to take photos. He was so happy to chat. And here I am, a novice, got the legend with me, and I didn't record it. How tragic is that?
1: Uh, Mate, it's heartbreaking. It seems like every uh, audio journalist has a story very similar.
0: He is by far one of the legends. But before we go into that, I want to talk to you about Neil Lennon in the Oz AusCeltz episode 16 in 2019. So three years ago from this day, Do you remember that?
1: (laughs) I remember the show, yeah.
0: Do you remember the fact that you and some of the other speakers there were talking about Neil Lennon and his performance as a manager?
1: I remember a few discussions on that topic.
0: So I'm going to have to do some editing on this one, Shedden, because I think you spoke your mind fairly well, fairly well indeed. So there might be some bleeps you'll have to hear in the podcast when it goes out, but (laughs) I thought it was important that we have a chat about this. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Yep. You
1: don't have any friends.
0: Nobody likes you. Oh, sorry, that's not it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> he said it was stressful. I didn't think it was going to be this. Oh, sorry, that's, that's Gollum talking Gollum. about you. what's it? You don't have any friends. Nobody likes
1: <laughs> you.
0: Well, you know, it's not far off what you were saying on the night, so let's actually have a listen.
1: Uh, yeah, I was pretty vocal in my disdain for the appointment of Lennon, not Lennon the man, because he's an absolute champion. He's a legend of a bloke. What he's gone through to to be a Celtic man, it's like it's unquestionable. He's he's Celtic through and through. But still, I didn't think he was the right man to to lead us into the next chapter of our uh, of our football club's journey. Um, but the board decided differently. Peter Lowell brought him in, and that's fine. You know, that's what it is. I'm not gonna. Lenny's the guy now, he's the man. By jumping up and down over a halftime result like that, where we turn it around, we come back and we win 3-1. Like, What does that say about those same supporters that when we lost 1-0 to Lincoln Redims, Things go wrong in football, it happens. Lenny's the man, everyone should get behind him. He, it's the way it is. We're all Celtic fans. We love the club. Lenny's the manager, That's the way it is. Back him.
0: Three years ago, you had that view of Neil Lennon Uh, What was your view of him during that period? Did it get worse or better?
1: It got worse. It got really bad, especially in his last season uh, with the fan protesting him remaining in the job. It got pretty bad and pretty toxic, especially after he left. You know, he didn't speak highly of the fans created a big division between Celtic supporters and Neil Lennon.
0: So it it would be fair to say that if I did have a recording of you speaking about Neil Lennon in that 2020 period, it probably would have been more like Gollum where it was, You don't
1: have any friends. Nobody likes you. Yeah, and and probably a lot more bleeps as well.
0: (laughs) I'd, I'd imagine. But again, that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about Scott Brown and what a legend he was and what a legend he is. Yeah, absolutely. Scott Brown started in 2007 with Celtic, and there was a possibility that he would have or could have signed for Rangers instead of Celtic if it wasn't for the intervention of Gordon Strachan. It's a really good thing that he came to Celtic.
1: Yeah, massive for, for what he went on to do with the club. That Rangers thing is interesting because he played his youth football at Rangers. And uh, by all reports, his family are big Rangers
0: supporters. So it was Tony Mowbray that actually made him the Celtic captain.
1: We were actually in Scotland well, on one of his, his breakout season with Celtic. And I remember we went and saw Celtic versus Motherwell at Fir Park. And Scott Brown came on that day and he was uh, originally a right midfielder. Yes,
0: yeah, so that was in 2007. So that would have been Scott Brown's first year with Celtic.
1: Yeah. And he came and he was originally a right mid. So for him to have the career and I guess the foresight um, early on to to drop down and play that number six position where Tony Mowbray played him a lot. That's obviously where he... um, and uh, just captaincy too, because he's obviously just a clear leader.
0: And probably the best thing that Tony did in his nine months at Celtic.
1: Yeah, is a, a horrible tenure, ridiculous signings. Yeah, just a, a dark period in our in club. Am I
0: right? He he was one who started the huddle. You are right. You are correct. But that can only get you so fast, you Well, it got him the job. But you've got, to, you've got to also understand Celtic has scouts as well, and it's pretty hard to blame somebody for all the signings when you've only been there for nine months.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's just unfortunate that um, he was at the helm when these Scouts
0: picked them. Going back to Scott Brown, he spent 14 years with Celtic, 11 years as captain, thanks to Tony. And when he was appointed in 2010 as the captain, which was fantastic, he had 619 appearances, 46 goals. He got three straight red cards during that time and three double yellows, which gave him another three red cards. So six red cards in total. Not bad for somebody who they call the thug and the enforcer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just goes to disprove those claims that he's just like some brute footballer, you know, thug. uh, And he actually could play and had a lot about him.
0: In that time, 10 Scottish championships, six Scottish cups, six Scottish league cups, four trebles. In 2007, when they won their first trophy, do you think he could ever imagine the type of success that he would be involved in and that he would lead as the captain, the talisman of the Celtic Football Club?
1: No, there's just no way he could see that that career was going to happen. It wasn't like he was a Celtic supporter that came to the club and that was his goal. There's just no way that anyone saw that that was going to
0: happen. Fantastic to look back in his career now. Talking about his behavior on the field, and there was a lot of criticism about him being a hard player, I want to take you to a post-match interview with the Rangers manager at the time, which was Steven Gerrard. And this is what he had to say after an incident occurred. You might remember the incident after I play the clip. Let's have a listen. In terms of Brian Kent, did you think he was potentially lucky not to, to see red after the, the goal?
1: No, not really. Look, you're playing against a player that loves to antagonise. Uh, the Alfredo Morelos incident comes from being, uh, being provoked. Ryan Kent, incident comes from being provoked. Andy Halliday at the end. Um, you know, there's there's 98% Celtic support in the stadium today. The Celtic players have a right to celebrate and enjoy themselves, of course. We've done it in the last all-firm. But to do it five, ten yards away from our supporters is a lack of respect. So Andy's well within his rights to protect his own people. Um, but the referee hasn't done anything about the Scott Brown situation. We've been punished for it.
0: Andy Halliday's been given a second yellow, so yeah, that's sure. a red card as well. So yeah, is that another? Sure. Is, does that make it a double whammy then? Um, maybe that's deserved, but only if
1: uh, you know the the guy who's antagonised it all from the beginning is punished as well. Um, we'll accept our punishments if if we deserve to be punished. But um, normally the reaction comes from being provoked, and it's important that both sides get punished as well. In my opinion,
0: Stephen Gerrard is he right to say what he said after that interview? He just reinforces my disdain for your favourite.
1: English clubs too, but he went from like an icon of a player to this whingy manager. So no, he's not right with anything you said there.
0: Well, his issue was that Scott Brown was pushing buttons and being disrespectful and potentially should have been punished as much as the other players who got yellows and red cards.
1: I don't know if this is the exact game, but if this is the one where Ryan Kent punches Scott Brown.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. How
1: do you defend that? Oh, he antagonizes. So what, mate? It's part of football. Like Steven Gerrard used to antagonise players. So that's just you've really got to learn to control your emotions. If he wasn't, you know, distilling that in his, in his players, then, yeah, sign of a I guess.
0: I think it's a sign of the fact that Scott Brown was able to read players. Yeah. And he'd know if he was able to get under their skin. And more often than not, in, in the battle of the mind, he would win. And I guess that's what made him such an impressive player, because even when he got tackled and hit hard, his ability to jump back up and be like, to almost make a joke out of it and keep going and not be bothered was also part of the same psychology, saying, you can do the same thing to me, and it will not bother me one little bit, but I can push your buttons all day long, and people that played against him, particularly in the Rangers squad, struggled to deal with that psychology.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's such a fierce rivalry um, and the tensions are so high between the two clubs. But when he has that bit of a bite in him and, and knows how to replay, knows how to set them off um, and doesn't play into the, the emotion of the crowd or the drama of the situation. So there's been so many times where there's been a you know red card worthy challenge on him and he just hops up and he starts laughing, um, which is probably more in your face and punk rock than getting angry about it.
0: And that's why I loved him as a player and as a captain. He was a great leader. He was incredible on the pitch. He was a legend off the pitch. He was a decent human being. Always made time for fans, as I can uh, attest to. Pretty amazing. He is an incredible player. I want to go through the list, Shedden, the list that I think speaks volumes about Scott Brown and his passion for Celtic. So not only did he turn down Rangers, But there was big money chasing him at Tottenham, at Portsmouth, Juventus, Internationale, Newcastle, and even all the way over to Australia towards the end there, Western Melbourne. All of these clubs pursued him and none of them were able to secure him or pull him away from Celtic. What does that say about this legend of a captain?
1: Yeah, it just shows commitment, dedication, and and great leadership. Leads from the front and nothing says you know, the front than turning down big money moves elsewhere.
0: I want to take you to his second last game for Celtic. It was his last game playing at Park Head. He was interviewed. He actually got the player of the match as well. It was an outstanding performance. He was simply brilliant like he always was. Let's have a listen to him in his last press conference at Parkhead as a player. When you walked through those doors 14 years ago, could you have imagined more than 600 appearances, 22 trophy lifts, captaining nine in a row, a truly invincible treble as part of a quadruple treble? I mean, dreams don't come much better than that in football. I think when I walked through the club, the first year I was
1: happy to win a trophy and to be part of that and to push on. And We've had a a lot of ups and downs. But uh, my career's been—it's been really enjoyable. I've enjoyed every single moment of it coming here. It's a special club. We've got special fans, and it's just sad that they're not here today. That I can say goodbye to them in person. But here's hoping I get to come back
0: with um, Aberdeen next season, and I can say goodbye uh, to them there. We know they're not here They're watching in the thousands Around the world I'm sure with great pride And many with a tear in their eyes Saying goodbye To one of the greatest captains They've ever known And perhaps ever will know (laughs) What would your final message be To all of them tonight? I think it's thank you very much To your support Your patience The main thing was I came here to win trophies Uh,
1: Celtic fans expect trophies We've done that Uh, It's been a disappointing season This season But believe me Celtic will be back They'll be challenging next season they're too good, they've got people that's in the club that work so hard year on year to make sure there's improvements and I think that's the best thing about this club. And plus, as soon as we get the fans back, every single player, there's an extra 10% as well. It just They just push you on as well.
0: What a legend. Absolutely. There's a few questions that come from that, Shedden. The first one is his time at Aberdeen when he left. It didn't last very long, did it?
1: Uh, no, because I think Stephen Glass was his, uh, one of his close friends and he went to the club as manager and then Bruni uh, agreed to go there for the last season of his career and I believe it was meant to be a, a player coaching role. But yeah, uh, Glass got fired and Bruni left after that.
0: The other part of that is how he almost was prophetic with his words saying that Celtic will come back next year. How <laughs> right. How right was Scott Brown? Was he the first to call it or you the first to call it? I'm not sure. Definitely him.
1: But yeah, my ears pricked up on that as well. Just like you said, Celtic's too big a club not to be challenging.
0: The other thing was how passionate he was and how much he realised the significance of his involvement in Celtic over a period of 14 years. Yeah,
1: uh, it's um, he, he really got what it meant there.
0: Brendan Rodgers spoke about... Scott Brown, who, who he was very close to. And the words that sort of caught me, the first is that he said he was a warrior, which I think is a great word that describes him. And the other thing he said about Scott Brown that really stood out to me was, for Scott Brown, all games are big games. How true is that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Brendan also said something like, uh, Scott Brown would have started every game for him at Liverpool. So yeah, it just shows, you know, how good of a player he is and and yeah, every game, every game that's his attitude.
0: Shedden, do you know what time it is now? FIFA stats. FIFA stats. We're using the FIFA 2016 stats. I don't tell okay. you which stats we're going to use so that you can't cheat. You'd never cheat, would you, Shedden? <laughs> no way, mate. Scott Brown, FIFA 2016 stats. Pace. Uh 74. Shooting. 68. Oh, Passing 76, dribbling 70, defense 70, and physicality 80. All right, let's go. Let's see how you went. I've got a good feeling about these ones. You've got a good feeling? Yeah, okay. Well, let's um, let's see if that good feeling works out. Shedden, you chose 74 for pace, the FIFA stats uh blew you out of the water. They had 81. No way. Yeah, 81. No way. <laughs> what do you think I'm making it up? <laughs> Possibly. There's no way he was an 81. I th- I think it's I think it's got more to do with when he runs, people run out of his way. <laughs> maybe. That doesn't make <laughs> up his pace, though. It's no way. I think he runs with a bat in his hand, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, continue. He's shooting. You said 68. They said 65. That's pretty good. Ooh, it's not bad. And then passing. You said 76. They said 73. Not bad. At the moment, you're even because you've you've stripped seven at the, at the pace and then you've picked up the other seven. So- there's a, there's a zero difference so far if you add them all together. That's going quite well.
1: Perfect. Yeah, brilliant.
0: Uh, you chose 70 for dribbling. They got 76. So you just lost that Whoa. six. Whoa. You chose 70 for uh, defense and the FIFA stats. They got 70. Again. Really? Defense is your strong point. My goodness. There you go. I, I actually thought that um his defense would have been more.
1: Yeah, I guess because he's not a center, center half. But, I mean, the stats are, are wrong anyway. I was just picking what I thought they would have been at that time um, according to how inaccurate these statisticians have been.
0: And then you chose 80 for physicality. Oh, yeah, here we go. They chose 79. Ooh. So there's a seven-point difference. That's pretty good, Shedden. That's pretty good. I, for physicality, I chose 6,423. <laughs> I think that's more accurate. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, the fever statisticians, eh? Yeah, that's right. What is it? I, I think, what is it? I remember watching a game, I'm, or am I making this up? Is this now folklore in my own mind that somebody tackled Scott Brown aggressively and they, they got taken off the field injured? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm, I'm pretty I'm,
1: sure I'm, that happened, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I think he's the uh, football version of Chuck Norris. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Scott Brown, why did – I'm almost embarrassed to ask this question. Why did you choose him in your 2010 to 2020 team of the decade?
1: 600-odd games, Celtic legend, icon, leader. So many memories of um, Glasgow derbies or old firms as he did partake in. And, yeah, just so many iconic memories with with Bruni and, you know, he's even got a – a, a, a pose and a and a song in the stands and a dance. What a legend. Could not have been anyone else.
0: He is a legend. He is a warrior. He is an all-around awesome guy. So I'm very happy that you've chosen him. Have you got any idea who you're going to choose to partner Scott Brown in the midfield in our next podcast?
1: I do. I certainly do.
0: So is your midfield pretty
1: set? Uh, yeah, and we're, we're playing a four-three-three here, so... I've got, of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Of course, of course. <laughs> Shedden, thank you for joining me on this episode of the FC Podcast. Cheers, mate.
1: You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs>